Greetings from St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, here in the very heart of the City of London. We're delighted that you're tuning in to this podcast. St Bride's is one of the most famous and historic churches in London. Behind me, just over that wall, you can still see the remains of a Roman pavement dating back to around 180 AD. And there's been a church on this site since the 6th century. So it's a privilege for us to be keeping alive that tradition and the message of Christ's love for all here today. Do please leave a comment or a like and tell us where you're listening from. It's always a great pleasure to hear from you. And if you would like to donate to help support these online services, you'll find details in the accompanying text. And now may the light and peace of Christ be with us all as our worship begins. welcome you very warmly to St Bride's to our service of choral evensong on this the 20th Sunday after Trinity. Wherever you are in the world and however you're listening to us, we hope that you will feel that you are very much part of the St Bride's family. Beloved, we are come together in the presence of Almighty God and of the whole company of heaven to offer unto him through our Lord Jesus Christ our worship and praise and thanksgiving, to make confession of our sins, to pray as well for others as for ourselves, that we may know more truly the greatness of God's love and show forth in our lives the fruits of his grace, and to ask on behalf of all men such things as their well-being doth require. Wherefore, let us kneel now and humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. 
Spare thou them, O God, which confess their faults. Restore thou them that are penitent, according to thy promises, declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. May the almighty and merciful Lord grant unto you pardon and remission of all your sins, time for amendment of life, and the grace and comfort of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
The Old Testament lesson is written in the book of the prophet Joshua, chapter 14, beginning at the sixth verse. Then the children of Judah came unto Joshua in Gilgal. And Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, said unto him, Thou knowest the thing the Lord said unto Moses, the man of God, concerning me and thee in Kadesh Barnea. Forty years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to espy out the land. And I brought him word again, as it was in mine heart. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt. But I wholly followed the Lord my God. And Moses sware on that day, saying, Surely the land whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance and thy children's for ever, because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. And now, behold, the Lord hath kept me alive as he said, these forty and five years, even since the Lord spake this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old. As yet I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now, for war both to go out and to come in. Now therefore give me this mountain, whereof the Lord spake in that day. For thou heardest in that day how the Anakims were there, and that the cities were great and fenced. If so be, the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. And Joshua blessed him, and gave unto Caleb the son of Jephunneh Hebron for his inheritance. Hebron therefore became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, unto this day, because that he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The New Testament lesson is written in the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 12, beginning at the first verse. At that time Jesus went on the Sabbath day through the corn, and his disciples were unhungered, and began to pluck the ears of corn and to eat. But when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto him, Behold, thy disciples do that which is not lawful to do upon the Sabbath day. But he said unto them, Have ye not read what David did when he was unhungered, and they that were with him, how they entered into the house of God, and did eat the showbread, which was not lawful for him to eat, neither for them which were with him, but only for the priests? Or have ye not read in the law how that on the Sabbath days the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath, and are blameless? But I say unto you, that in this place is one greater than the temple. But if ye had known what this meaneth, I will have mercy, and not sacrifice, ye would not have contemned the guiltless. For the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath day. And when he was departed thence, he went into their synagogue. And behold, there was a man which had his hand withered. And they asked him, saying, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath days, that they might accuse him? And he said unto them, What man shall there be among you that shall have one sheep, and if it fall into a pit on the Sabbath day, will he not lay hold on it, and lift it out? How much then is a man better than a sheep? Wherefore it is lawful to do well on the Sabbath days. Then said he to the man, Stretch forth thine hand, and he stretched it forth, and it was restored whole, like as the other. Then the Pharisees went out, and held a council against him, how they might destroy him. But when Jesus knew it, he withdrew himself from thence, and great multitudes followed him, and he healed them all, and charged them that they should not make him known, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Esaias the prophet, saying, Behold my servant, whom I have chosen, my beloved, in whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him, and he shall show judgment to the Gentiles. He shall not strive nor cry, neither shall any man hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed shall he not break, and smoking flax shall he not quench, till he send forth judgment unto victory, and in his name shall the Gentiles trust. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. O God, giver of life, whose Holy Spirit welleth up within thy church, fill us with the gifts of that same Spirit, 
to live the gospel of Christ and make us ready to do thy will, that we may share with all thy whole creation the joys of eternal life. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that both our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Saviour. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of thy only Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen.
In the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. When I was at theological college, as part of our training for the ordained ministry, we were all required to link up with a local parish where we were based every Sunday. By assisting with the services in that church in various ways, we were able to broaden our experience as worship leaders. Now, it so happens that in my first year, I was one of a group of four students who were all allocated to a rather lovely parish church in the village of Benson in Oxfordshire. And the good news was that one of our number had a car, so was able to drive us there each Sunday morning. The bad news was that that particular student, whose task it was to transport us there, was an absolutely appalling driver. Not because he was careless or reckless, quite the opposite. He was so hopelessly overcautious and anxious to obey the highway code to the letter, regardless of circumstances, that he was an absolute liability on the road. He should never have been allowed behind the wheel of a car. I have seldom been quite so stressed when being a passenger in a motor vehicle as I was on those journeys to and from Benson. Anyway, on one particularly memorable occasion, we were driving there along a very straight and clear stretch of road without a single car in sight when on the horizon I saw something that brought a chill to my very soul. There was a pack of cyclists ahead of us, traveling in the same direction that we were going, whom we were rapidly approaching. And what was it that brought fear into my heart? It was the fact that running down the center of the road were two continuous white lines. And I knew, I just knew without any shadow of a doubt, that nothing but nothing would induce our student driver to commit the felony of crossing those white lines. He was simply genetically incapable of doing it. But looking ahead at our pack of cyclists, happily cycling along two abreast and occupying half of our carriageway, I realized with dread what was about to happen. Mercifully, nobody was either killed or seriously injured as our driver rigorously and dutifully stayed inside the double white lines, but he drove so close to the cyclists that one of them actually hammered on the roof of our car as we went past, and several of them ended up in the ditch. He was such an obsessively law-abiding motorist that he was an absolute menace on the road. And more than that, he was not even correct, as the seasoned motorists among you will doubtless know. According to the Highway Code, you must not cross or straddle continuous double white lines unless it is safe and you need to do so in order to overtake a stationary vehicle or a pedal cycle or a horse or a slow-moving maintenance vehicle, which just goes to prove that just as good ideals in the wrong place can actually be very dangerous, so can strict adherence to good rules in the wrong circumstances. The World War II flying ace, Douglas Bader, was left with artificial legs after being shot down. When he was informed by the RAF that he could no longer fly because the regulations didn't permit it, he famously retorted, rules are for the obedience of fools and the guidance of wise men. And it seems to me that these stories are actually quite helpful in enabling us to understand what is going on in our second lesson this evening. The Pharisees confront Jesus outraged that his disciples are plucking grains of corn and that he himself has the temerity to heal a man with a withered hand 
on the Sabbath in breach of the Jewish rules and regulations. And Jesus simply points out, as he does in various ways throughout the Gospels, that actually such regulations, properly understood, are there for a purpose. They are there to help people to observe the holy day of rest, but they are not ends in themselves. And so, by implication, to elevate obedience to religious rules above the basic demands of human compassion is little short of idolatrous. On the whole, human beings need rules and regulations, which is why every society of every kind ends up creating them. We need them to enable us to live together in an orderly way. But it is so easy to forget that they are tools. They are tools to enable us to flourish. Sometimes they will outlive their usefulness as societies change. Sometimes an exceptional situation or a higher demand requires that we set them aside for the greater good on that particular occasion. And it seems to me that that was exactly what Jesus was critiquing in the obsession that the religious authorities of his day had with the rules and regulations of their faith. Because in the wrong place and used in the wrong way, something that should be a tool of liberation becomes instead a means of oppression. A mechanism to help us draw close to God becomes instead something that blocks our way to him. And our ability to hide behind rules that serve our own purposes, if we're prepared to admit it, can make us hard-hearted and erode our ability to feel compassion. Jesus knew what he was about. He was no anarchist. He was an observant Jew. But he could tell the difference between true and false religious observance very keenly and very astutely, which is why he divided people so radically and decisively, because those who were not for him were against him. So I wonder where we are in relation to the trappings of our own religious observance. Are they a means to an end for us or an end in themselves? Do they help us to draw closer to God and to one another? Or do they bar the way? These are questions that I suspect we should all address from time to time. Amen.
in peace let us pray to jesus our lord whoever lives to make intercession for us savior of the world be present in all places of suffering violence and pain and bring hope even in the darkest night inspire us to continue your work of reconciliation today lord in thy mercy hear our prayer lord of the church empower by your spirit all christian people especially sarah our bishop and alison our rector and bless the work of your church in every land we pray today for the church in the province of the west indies for howard gregory archbishop and bishop of jamaica and the cayman islands we pray also for the church in Vaxjo in Sweden and for Frederick Modeus Bishop. We also today give thanks for the ministry of the Right Reverend Pete Broadbent, retiring as Bishop of Wilsdon after long service in this diocese. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Shepherd and guardian of our souls, guide and enable all who lead and serve this community and those on whom we depend for our daily needs. Grant that we may seek the peace and welfare of this place. We ask for your blessing on our Queen and our government and the leaders of the nations. We pray for journalists, especially those in harm's way, in the course of their work. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Great Physician, stretch out your hand to bring comfort, wholeness and peace to all who suffer in body, mind or spirit. We remember before you all those listed in our orders of service all those in our parish community who are in need at this time, and any others that we know to be in need who we remember before you in the silence of our hearts. Fill us with compassion that we may be channels of your healing love. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Conqueror of death, Remember for good those whom we love but see no longer. We pray for the recently departed and for those whose year's mind comes at this time. Help us to live this day in the sure and certain hope of your eternal victory. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Let us commend ourselves and all for whom we pray to the mercy and protection of God. Merciful Father, accept, accept these, these prayers, prayers for the, for the sake, sake of thy, of thy Son, Son, our, our Saviour Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.
The peace of God, which passeth all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always. <laughs>